Hey, good morning. Welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Thank you so much for joining me today. Some great stories coming at you out of the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Let's get started. Computer vision's been increasingly applied to different areas of our lives. First, self-driving, the technology is nearly ready. Companies are taking this technology beyond human performance. The technology can pick up on subtle nuances that we display in our facial muscles and how these relate to the way that we're feeling. The name for this subfield of psychology is called effect recognition. The field of effect recognition can be traced back quite far. The first comprehensive analysis of determining emotions based on facial features was published in 1978 by psychologists Paul Ekman and Wallace Friesen. The system is called the Facial Action Coding System, or FACTS for short, and consists of different action descriptors. However, an article from the BBC states that this theory is actually rather outdated and there's much higher variability between emotional states amongst people. However, there's still a lot of adoption of this core concept in emotional recognition technology. There's an injection of funding into the effect recognition machine learning space. The Institute AI Now states that the field may already be worth $20 billion. Effect Recognition typically uses convolutional neural networks in order to recognize differently trained expressions that humans exhibit. Such distinctions are highly valuable since the potential is there to detect how humans are feeling. Asking someone to review a movie, the person will often put their true words through a filter. However, reading expressions, especially if it's done with accuracy, can offer an unfiltered look into true feelings. Technology is not sci-fi. It's already being applied. Companies such as Microsoft and Amazon sell their own emotion recognition algorithms. There's several notable examples of the technology that are already commercially available that I will discuss now. Perhaps the most notable is Amazon's recognition product, which claims to be able to detect the presence of fear along with other emotions. Recognition can detect activities as well as perform accurate facial analysis of the subject that's being analyzed. Some of the most notable clients that AWS recognition touts are the National Football League, CBS, and National Geographic. The versatility of recognition is truly impressive, where they claim you can perform facial analysis with ease, as well as identification of completely different items, such as outdoor scenery. AWS discusses some of the success stories of the technology being applied. The NFL discusses the difficulty that they've had in looking through all of the media footage that they acquire to find the different media assets that they're searching for. Recognition allows them to create metadata tags and allows much quicker searches for content than was previously possible. CBS has a similar story where they detail using recognition for real-time screening of content. They use the platform for editing hundreds of hours of footage each month. Amazon has some of the most notable clients on their platform, perhaps due to the plethora of other machine learning offerings that they have. Besides Amazon, there are several that are commercializing this technology as well. VCV.ai has raised substantial seed funding to build out its automated recruiting platform that utilizes 
facial recognition technology. On the platform, job applicants record video of themselves, and the company then utilizes the recognition technology to detect negative behaviors, such as nervousness, as well as how well the applicant actually fits in with the target organization. LIO plays in this same space with their end-to-end recruitment AI platform. LIO offers automated recruitment bots that can text candidates and schedule interviews, as well as perform initial screening. They claim this product is used in 15% of the Fortune 50. The most notable HR recruitment company is HireVue. HireVue's definitely received the most notoriety, however, most of it's from a negative light. It's the most heavily funded out of the startups with an impressive $93 million in seed funding. HireVue has many of the same features as AllyO, such as scheduling as well as interview pre-screening capabilities. However, since they're leading this space, they're really caught in a shroud of lawsuits surrounding recruitment AI technology, one most notably from a civil rights group in Oregon. The technology walks a fine line. At a certain point, using machines to understand humans becomes an ethical question. We must ask ourselves if we will trust a machine to make decisions that have traditionally been human ones to make. One of the biggest opponents is the AI Now Institute from New York University, which claims that the determination of mood based on facial expressions lacks any scientific evidence. They published a recent report that discusses the gravity of decisions that the technology could be in charge of making. Effect recognition does seem like it can be correlated with mood in many instances, of course, not in all cases. Those cases where it's wrong is primarily what's concerning people. Several in-depth reviews of the technology say that it should be used with caution. These types of algorithms can oversee making some of the huge decisions in our lives. And of course, it's acceptable to expect a broad base of scientific proof that the concept really works. As artificial intelligence continues to become ever more present in our daily lives, the concept of effect recognition needs to be considered and regulated. The reliability of this needs to always be questioned, especially when it's used to make important decisions such as those in hiring processes. Next up... As artificial intelligence grows and becomes more used everywhere, so too do data scientists and machine learning engineers get trained and hired to work on these types of problems. These types of minds can take many years of training in order to develop the analytical skill set needed to be able to understand and apply the models. A LinkedIn workforce report published in 2018 found that there's also a huge shortage of data scientists, more than 151,000 data scientist vacancies in the United States. Tools and libraries are being developed that are helping to fill in the gaps, such as Google's AutoML, which allows automation of deep learning pipelines. Others, such as Amazon's SageMaker Ground Truth, are close behind in offering automated machine learning solutions. Partly due to the expense as well as shortage of talent, machine learning process flows are beginning to become more and more automated. Programs such as AutoML completely take care of the optimization of machine learning models. The end-to-end process automation space is developing rapidly, with Data Robot being one of the most notable names. A paper called A Survey on Data Collection for Machine Learning highlights how important good data collection methods are to machine learning models. Good data must be collected with solid collection practices to ensure that no bias leaks into the data from the sample group. However, in almost all cases, some transformation and cleaning of the data occurs prior to when it's pumped into a machine learning model. 
Objects such as missing values or features that are unscaled can throw off these algorithms and affect the prediction accuracy. The importance of data cleaning and data pre-processing is huge. Forbes states that data scientists spend 60% of their time on cleaning the data prior to feeding it into a machine learning model. Adoption of AI into companies is also another challenge that must be overcome. Many companies only know that they should be more involved in AI, yet there's no clear roadmap on how they should achieve it. 23% of workers say that their company culture holds back AI adoption. Thus, companies that are working to automate the machine learning workflow are taking off like rocket ships. Data Robots, one of the hottest machine learning startups in this area, they have received over $400 million in funding, according to Crunchbase. The company has made five acquisitions since its inception, Nexosis, Newtonian, Cursor, Parallel M, and most recently, Pexata. The latest acquisition, Pexata, and what it brings to the table will be the subject of further discussion ahead. These acquisitions represent a rich history of strategically adding valuable products to their core machine learning platform. Putting everything on their platform together results in a platform that's really a force to be reckoned with. The data robot process flow that's described on their website consists of ingesting data, selecting the target variable, which is the thing you're trying to predict, and then creating hundreds of variations of different models with single clicks. This is incredible. The platform allows you to look through top performing models and gain understanding into your data and your model. Lastly, it allows you to deploy the highest performing model into production. Parallelization allows DataRobot to crank out models with ridiculous speed. Users also have the ability to create API calls so that you can run predictions in just minutes instead of days, and this is according to their promotional materials. There are many case studies on their website that show how the technology can be used and deployed in industrial settings. One case study of DataRobot was an application at the French company Carrefour. They they sell food goods. They use DataRobot to optimize store expansion efforts, so they're trying to identify where the best locations are to expand. They also relied on DataRobot University to get up to speed quickly with the new DataRobot software, as well as working with DataRobot customer-facing data scientists. The company claims that they can now test 5 or 10 new ideas each day with their modeling efforts. Another company using DataRobot is StoryFit. They try to find unique publishers and studios and find unique content that will sell to an audience. One of the primary ways that they do this is through machine learning methods. StoryFit models what type of audience are going to respond to certain stories as well as different pieces of work. For StoryFit, DataRobot's hosted on AWS in order to provide higher levels of scalability. DataRobot interviewed the CEO of StoryFit, Monica Landers, in a YouTube video. You should definitely check it out. It's a very informational interview. And in the interview, they discuss how beneficial the technology has been for them. She had a really, really good quote. We help on acquisitions, uh, discovering stories and pinpointing who the audience is and who will connect with a certain story. These are both industries that pride themselves on going with their gut. But part of what's buried in their gut is actually the human ability to analyze a lot of data. I think she's spot on. A very cool case study from StoryFit. Check it out. The last case study that I'm going to cover is that of DataRobot with LendingTree. One of the selling points that the VP of Analytics at LendingTree, Akshay Tandon, 
points out is that internal business units of the models can finally begin to understand how these models work. So internal business users like different departments within lending trees, such as marketing or lending department, they really can struggle sometimes with actual adoption of their machine learning models, even internally. The adoption of analytics within lending tree is increased due to data robot, as well as an improved accuracy and hunger for more analytics from the machine learning team. There's another full case study on YouTube. You should check that one out as well. The data robot platform really seems like it's being used everywhere with customers such as Blue Cross, Blue Shield, BASF, Deloitte, Panasonic, and Tableau, just to name a few. Clearly, data robot is a dominant force in the space. However, recently, they've made a push to acquire yet another specialist in the space, Pexada, and they are going to help with the data cleaning step of the machine learning workflow. Pixada is a company that provides data processing so that the data can then subsequently be used in analysis and machine learning. Their primary product is in a self-service data preparation portal. The self-service portal does not require code. Instead, it allows you to visually format data. The processing engine for the self-service portal is Apache Spark, so this will take advantage of distributed computing and be able to very quickly process the data. Paxata will prove to be yet another invaluable acquisition for Data Robot as they build out their end-to-end -end machine learning platforms even further. As mentioned earlier, data cleaning is perhaps the most time-intensive aspect of a data scientist's job. This acquisition will rapidly improve the time savings of the platform. The acquisition will also mark the start of a true end-to-end -end solution, combining expertise in both the data cleaning and machine learning aspects of this process flow. DataRobot continues to be a force to be reckoned with in the data modeling automation sector. The acquisition of Pexada shows that they're going to continue to stay competitive in not only data modeling, but also data preparation arena as well. Next up, the 2019 Neural Information Processing System, or NeRIPS, conference took place recently in British Columbia. The conference brings together the world's most esteemed artificial intelligence experts, the conference has actually taken place annually since 1987. Recently, with the explosion of research and advancement in things such as neural networks, the interest and attendance in this conference has grown in tandem. Some of the world's most accomplished deep learning researchers have presented at this conference, including Michael I. Jordan and Yan LeCun. In earlier years, the conference had a reputation for being just one big show, one big party. Just several years ago, Intel sponsored a performance by Flowrider. The conference also had a reputation for reports of things such as sexual harassment and discrimination. It went downhill for a period. However, they have certainly cleaned up their act, and the conference this year appeared to be quite a world-class event with record attendance. Additionally, a review by the MIT Technology Review states how the talks were more geared towards concrete real-world problems rather than theoretical ones. Fortunately, it seems like the 2019 conference had great reviews and presented some incredible new developments in the world of machine learning. The rest of this review, I'm going to discuss nine highlighted papers that seem especially interesting. Please note that I simply cannot include all of the papers at the conference since there's over 1,400 of them. And if you're interested in the great work happening at the NERIPS conference, you need to check out their website. They actually have all of the published papers on their site, so check it out.
Jeff Dean attended the NIRIPS conference. Jeff is the chief of Google AI and is renowned for some incredible work throughout his career. VentureBeat was able to interview Dean independently from NIRIPS about the directions that artificial intelligence appears to be going in 2020. The interview allowed Dean to talk extensively about the custom machine learning hardware that's being developed at Google. In addition, it highlighted some of the work that Dean is doing on climate change. VentureBeat was also able to discuss accessibility of conferences with the chief and the issues that some researchers had in getting to Canada for the conference. And Jeff Dean did some incredible work in trying to persuade um, some some high-level politicians in Canada to actually allow certain researchers into the country for this conference. Besides Jeff Dean, there was also plenty of other noteworthy researchers there presenting some outstanding work. I'm going to discuss several of them now. Deep Equilibrium Models by Bai, Coulter, and Coltoon. The new technique discussed in this paper is called deep equilibrium models, and they're able to keep the memory usage of a neural network consistent even with increasing numbers of network layers. This is a huge advancement in neural network efficiency, and it was achieved by these researchers from Intel Labs. They demonstrated that they could decrease memory usage by up to 88% in several of their experiments, as well as improve performance with the Wikitext 103 benchmark. Neural Networks with Limited Data by Yehudi and Shamir. This paper discusses the problem of having a huge neural network to solve simple problems that do not have much data. The authors show that with a large enough network, optimization can occur with randomized parameters and allows them to be fixed when a huge network is used on a problem where one is not needed. One of the most interesting papers was that of Edward Raff that attempted to reproduce many different computing papers dating back to 1984. Raff was able to reproduce just 64% of the papers. The finding screams for better documentation about how the work was performed in a lot of this research. Continuous 3D Structure-Aware Neural Scene Representations by Vincent Sitzman. This is quite a mouthful, but it's some really cool work. The main idea with Vincent's work is that they have 2D observations and want a neural network to learn things about the 3D world. A scene is essentially a function with XYZ coordinates and a mapping from the coordinate to the object present at the XYZ coordinate. So it's going from this 2D space to a 3D space, and they built a neural rendering engine that allows taking 2D images and transforming those into 3D. So currently their data is all computed artificially, though their goal is to take it to the next level and use real images and scenes. Additionally, objects such as reflections are not captured in their model, and they wish to extend their work to that in the future. The concept of a neural rendering engine allowing networks to understand 3D scenes from 2D images is fascinating. Dynamics of Stochastic Gradient Descent by Sebastian Gult. This work by Sebastian Gult takes a deep dive into neural networks and why they perform so well. Specifically, he looks at simple two-layer networks through a physics lens. Fascinatingly, he applies a physics viewpoint to the work where he runs models and then reviews what's the result in real life rather than a theoretical standpoint. He mentions in an interview that there's a large amount of work going into understanding why neural networks do so well, and attempts to explain them in the past have really not worked. 
He was able to calculate the performance of a neural network in lots of different architectures and parameters with a new model that he has created. He mentions that one cannot solely look at the network algorithm to find out performance, and other factors must be considered as well, such as the input layer, data, as well as the algorithm that's used. Goltz and the team still don't understand how different data structures affect neural networks in real data sets, and they will continue to pursue this work in the future. Kernel Instrumental Variable Regression by Rahul Singh. Instrumental variables allow detangling and determining of true effects of different variables on the observed effects. Singh comes from an economics background and uses this work for estimating demand. One of the cases that he mentions is in an interview that he discusses A-B testing and how it can be used to untangle the effects of income on the performance of a drug with these instrumental variables. Really cool stuff. Geometry Award Neural Rendering by Josh Tobin. Like Sitzman research that I've described previously, Josh Tobin is helping robots to understand the scenes that they're in. Typically, robots have state representations of the world. They're trying to understand mostly concrete things such as position and others. However, this can't scale to highly complex scenes as the number of objects and variables increase. He also discusses the neural rendering concept where cameras can look at a scene from multiple angles and then try the model out with a different test angle that it hasn't seen. The test angle is a new viewpoint and the model then attempts to impute the scene from that new viewpoint. If the model can do this successfully, then it can be said that the model understands things about the 3D world. Fast and accurate lean mean squares solvers. Possibly one of the most awesome conference paper titles that I saw. This is by Ibrahim Jubran and Allah Malouf. Jubran and Malouf presented a fascinating pre-processing step that allows everything downstream in the machine learning pipeline to stay the same. They demonstrate a compression algorithm that allows compressed data to be pushed through the rest of the pipeline for faster processing. This resulted in lower runtimes of algorithms with the same accuracy. And they also point out that no knowledge of the downstream processes or architectures is required for them to do their work. Brain-like object recognition with recurrent artificial neural networks by Martin Schrimpf. The paper that was accepted from Martin Schrimpf proposed two main concepts. The first was the concept of a brain store platform, which is a platform that can tell how a model can be matched to the architecture of a human brain. His research groups trying to build networks that beha behave more like the human brain. Additionally, they presented work that allows transforming of deep networks into more shallow networks through recurrence approaches. The NARIPS conference attracts the top talent in machine learning as well as deep learning. Some of the most influential ideas are presented at this conference for industry leaders and top academics to learn about and implement their own work. The 2019 NARIPS conference was a great success. Success, and the work presented will certainly be used in industry over the next year. Can't wait to see how that goes. Well, that's about all I have for today. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick, coming back at you very soon with more stories in the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. That's about it. Have a good day. Bye.